Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good evening, Fred. Good evening. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, fantastic weekend. On top, in the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter, Aurora's autonomous trucks and taxis will be available to customers via subscription. This is from Andrew Hawkins in The Verge. It says the self-driving trucking service Aurora Horizon is scheduled to roll out in 2023 with the ride-hailing service called Aurora Connect planned for 2024. Well, I think uh, I, I was happy to see the news because I, I thought that maybe uh, Chris Armson had sort of decided to uh, really just do freight and and basically um, uh, leave um, leave people behind. Uh, I mean, he had done it. He had basically built a he built a Waymo uh, people mover part of this uh, effort. And then, uh, and then uh, went and formed uh, Aurora, and out of that uh, saw the opportunity to do this in the trucking and and moving goods business, uh, which has you know certain aspects of it that make it uh, a little bit easier, or maybe substantially easier to do it first while you're still you know moving, getting prepared to move people. I mean, with 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 moving of people, you you have to deal with the sociology of this, not just the technology. And with moving goods, uh, the so- sociology is maybe not not as challenging. I think you still have uh, you know maybe the problem of you know having an Alan Kornhauser out on the Pennsylvania Turnpike being passed by a driverless truck and freaking out or something like that, but. Uh, uh, but, um, but really freaking the, out with excitement, Alan, not, uh, yeah, probably <laughs> I mean, freaking out with excitement, out, of course, but, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's, it is, it is a little bit easier because, you know, goods, while you, you have to make sure that, that, uh, that they're not damaged in transit and they're not jostled around so much that they break, of course, um, but um, you know the comfort aspects of the of the moving a, a, a box of stuff is is substantially different than moving Alan Kornhauser. So um, yeah, so of course, if you're a private entity doing this thing on your own without some, with of course great partners uh, that that they've had uh, and they continue to have, and of course they're really is setting up to i think they've announced they're going public uh uh via sprack uh, sometime soon um you know saying let's do freight first is is not a bad decision uh by chris uh but i'm uh, what what i found to be uh, very um, heartwarming uh, was that they haven't uh, given up or decided to really put in a complete background the, the movement of people, and they're looking, still looking to move people. And um, and I guess um, sort of my view on these things was 
I'm not actually dealing with uh, with the bits and the bytes and the algorithm part of this thing. I'm trying to deal with uh, the organizational and the, the welcoming and uh, uh, bringing the pieces together. Uh, but uh, of course, as, as uh, from the summit and everything that my focus is is lately and is really to try to move people and 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 to do it equitably. And and I, of course, I've been completely upfront and and bullish on on really providing mobility for those uh, that that will find that that mobility that's provided will most improve their quality of life uh, as opposed to necessarily trying to make it happen in places where you know I can take it or leave it uh, and um, you know take it or leaves it you know okay great maybe we made a buck off of those folks but we're really not doing anything else uh, whereas if one can do it for for people where you substantially improve their quality of life then you know you you provide improvement in the whole economic structure you allow people to bring themselves out of poverty so by being able to get a job and not taking all the money that they're making the little money they make at that job and have to put it into a car that gets them to that job and, and you know and, and in the end the car the private car that ends up getting them to that job you know how good is it anyway and it breaks down you don't get to the job so i mean it's just such a vicious cycle and when you start looking at it the 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 inequity that exists in mobility in our society is just unbelievable you know the the personal car and the highway system and roadway system that we've built is phenomenal and it's phenomenal for most people 80 85 percent of the people it's fantastic uh, but the other, you know, 15% or whatever, or even many of those for which it is fantastic, you know, they're left behind. And forget about freeways cutting down neighborhoods and so on and so forth and whatever and all that stuff. You know, just the inability to, to you know, just do simple things that just improve your life and just do it. If you don't have mobility, man, you're So it's using the technology where it can do the most good. And it's great to see Aurora still looking at, at ride hailing. Motional is another company. They're previewing the self-driving taxi experience with Lyft as a partner, along with Hyundai. Uh, they're planning deployment in 2023. Self-driving taxis equipped with a, a start button, they're saying now, and another button to tell it when to pull over. So they're trying to work on the the passenger interface there putting two buttons there when to start when to stop sure i mean you know we can push buttons we push buttons in elevators and so on we push buttons on you know all of our lives i think you know amazon and 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 apple and so on they want us to get alexa and 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 who knows whom siri to do stuff for us and say hey yo let's go 
So, you know, maybe maybe that's all you need to do. Or maybe, uh, you know, you have a bunch of lingos that say in the various languages and so on. You know, I'm comfortable now. Let's go. I mean, yes, we can push a button, too. OK, and there should be all sorts of ways that one interacts with these things, not just one or two and uh, and, and preferences. And, and we're so much at the very beginning of all this. We, we certainly don't know the exact best way to do it. But, you know, I guess some people are now saying, hey, Alexa, turn off my lights. I mean, you know, I think it drives me crazy to think that, I mean, if I can't get up and, and, and flick a switch, you know, whatever. But sure, I, I, hey, you know, whatever before, folks would Before wanna, Alexa, there was the clap on, clap off. Sound. Yeah, there's clap on, <laughs> clap off, whatever, and, you know, and whatever. And, and yeah, what with Copilot, we were doing, we were doing speech to text to talk to it, to do various things in a car. In a vehicle, the, 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 the speaking environment is not really good. And I think that's why, you know, the pressing of a button is, is kind of needed because, because too often, if you're sitting there doing, doing um, uh, speech to text, uh, the thing can misunderstand you. And all of a sudden you're sitting there chatting to somebody because you're ride sharing and you're talking to somebody and somebody uh, you say, you know, uh, well, that last week when we were pulled over and whatever, all of a sudden the thing understands pulled over and goes over and pulls over. I mean, you know, so there, the sociology of this thing is really important. All the human factors and so on, people that have been working on human factors, they're going to need to come here and spend some 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 significant amount of effort, just like all the people, who, all the folks who do deep learning and and all that stuff and blah blah blah, and with the algorithms and so on. Yeah, there's work to be done. We're at the beginning, though. We can we can make it so whatever what people want, what people what works. And I I assume that these different companies that are going to be testing out ride hailing services are going to try different different kinds of interfaces different implementations of course and then maybe they'll keep them private to themselves and they'll consider that as an intellectual property and not share or maybe it'll be put out there and everybody will say well you know you know put it out there and then you know, people find out about these things and so on and we'll figure it out i did you know who 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 told how, how did the apple decide that this was going to be you know the way to do phones i don't know we went through flips and we've went through blips and now we're doing folds and who knows what i mean sure whatever <laughs> this is what's great about it <laughs> lots of things to do they've got to come up with something new every year or two too so yeah why not yeah <laughs> yes gotta sell you a new one we'll put fins and chrome on the darn thing <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Tesla is now offering car insurance in Texas that uses real-time driving behavior to calculate premiums. It won't be looking at age, gender, even previous driving records or claims, they're saying. That sounds pretty interesting. Well, I think so. I, yeah, I mean, uh, whether they end up looking at claims or not, I'm not so sure. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. And and maybe all the correlations that one has generated between claims and age and claims and gender and claims and race and claims and all the very 
you know, who knows what things that 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 really are, you know, they might correlate, but they they have no, but one doesn't influence the other. The big thing that Tesla has in this is they have automated systems that might be able to, if you start to misbehave, keep you from misbehaving. And if it knows what is going on around it, might keep you from crashing. Oh my goodness. And all of a sudden your past behavior of crashing is now disappears because guess what? The darn car is not gonna let you crash. And you start crashing, it's gonna take over and even if I didn't pay for full self-driving, it might take, why not? It's there anyway. Well, if you paid for insurance, maybe they'll require guess what? It. They already collected the money. That's the beauty of insurance. They collect the money up front. The only time insurance gets into trouble is if you go, then all of a sudden they have to pay out that money. If you if what if what Elon puts in, in Tesla's keeps you from because it knows what's going on, it knows your behavior, it knows how you've been behaving lately, it knows whether or not you're stressed, it knows whether or not what they do, it knows all that. And they would have even more incentive as if they don't have enough now to prevent they, to we, prevent we said, we said that from the beginning. We said we said, you know. You know, if the cost of the technology is less than the expected savings in liability going into the future, insurance should pay for it. Because whatever it costs you, whatever it costs you, you're saving that. And you've collected the money up front. When have you ever? I mean, how do you pay for your insurance? It's really interesting, you know. You don't you don't pay for your insurance at the end of the year after you've been you've you've benefited from being insured all year. They would cancel the policy if I tried to do that. <laughs> right, you got to pay for it up front. You got to say, "Here's the cash," and you're going to cover me for this. And that's what makes that's what makes insurance. You know, all my friends are in insurance. They're all dressed very well. They all have nice, drive nice cars. They all have nice homes and so on. Why? They collect the money up front. Then they go invest it and make money on on the money. And then and imagine and imagine if they had the power to prevent you from having an accident after they've sold you insurance. That's what Tesla has. Awesome. Imagine. I mean, this this is in some sense how we got into all this stuff, you know, really big time. What six, seven, eight years, nine years ago, when we when we all of a sudden said, "Oh my goodness," that's why I wanted to start an insurance company. I just wasn't successful at that. Plus, you know, I don't know anything about insurance. The only thing I know about insurance, they collect the money up front, and if nobody says, "Hey, give it," you know, if nobody says, "Hey, pay me," because something happened, they get to keep it. That's a real incentive that if you have the opportunity, some things it's God. Okay. She just comes in and, you know, there's a hurricane, you know, there's a 
there's a volcano that goes, you know, there's lightning that strikes an airplane and ba boom, who knows? Or lightning hits a tree and it falls on me and, you know, can't do much about those things. And, and in fact, some of the acts of God, I think maybe, you know, even insurance companies say, hey, <coughs> well, maybe it's acts of war. I don't, I don't know. You know, there's some of those which they say, yo, I mean, I can't handle that guy. I mean, you know, that's just too egregious. But, but all this, you know, 90 some percent, or at least I claim, you know, the claim is 90 whatever percent for 93 percent of, of crashes in, in, in U.S. that have human involvement. And I, don't, I say it's not human involvement, it's human misbehavior. And all that misbehavior can be sensed by Tesla in advance of it happening. And they have the motors on the steering column and the thing on the brakes and the thing on the throttle. Even if you didn't turn it on. And if you make it so that it really works, knows what it's doing. It can keep me from misbehaving. Elon gets rich. I don't know. I, hey, I'm just a simple. Gets rich, you know. I'm <laughs> okay. just, you know, I, I'm at, you know, this backwater university here, just whatever in the bubble. I don't know what's going. Whatever. <laughs> we'll be back with more, but first, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol M O T O. You can find more info at motoetf.com. On the website, check out the white paper. It's called The Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. You may know that ETFs can be a good way to spread risk with investments and focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, once again, is motoetf.com. And we're back with more of Smart Driving Cars. Alan, the fifth annual Princeton Smart Driving Car Summit, uh, we talked about it a few minutes ago, now set for May 5th through the 7th. Uh, we had planned to do it in November, but it makes a lot more sense to do it. It, it just makes a lot more sense. And of course, you know, it, it, we, we were on a short timeline. That, uh, I'm a I'm not a very patient person. I really wanted to do it. We're really trying to make this thing happen in Trenton. I've been working how many years trying to create a welcoming environment in New Jersey to make it happen. And I, you know, and, and, and I think we have it. We, we do have it here in New Jersey. And uh, given that I finally sort of, you know, or it came together, I don't want to take all the credit or any, any of the credit. I don't need the credit, but there are a lot of people know, involved. Here there are a lot of people involved that are making and making this happen. So I don't want to claim that I made it happen, but, but, uh, but I just wanted to, you know, with the opportunity, I didn't want to miss it uh, to do it well. And, and again, we can blame it on COVID, but, you know, and I will, you know, it, it's really better that we do it in May uh, because part of the, the key of this is not only for us in New Jersey 
those of us that are you know professionals in this business or think we're professionals in this business of uh, you know can understand the, the technology and the opportunities and and the investments that have been made so we can properly um, 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 do a selection or or encourage those to come here and and provide this mobility that we're trying to provide you know the, the, do the the how of the to deliver the what uh you know um it, 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 we really want to understand and understand extremely well the what uh, you know what mobility is uh, would are we trying to provide in new in new jersey in trenton starting in trenton that really will improve the quality of life of many individuals. Uh, and so, you know, the, it, it's both us here in New Jersey understanding the hows that are out there. You know, is it a horse and buggy? Is it uh, mental telepathy? Or is it, you know, <laughs> autonomous vehicle? Who, you know, in some sense, one doesn't, don't really care about the how, but we'd like to know, you know, what people are, thinking the how is but we really always really want to know the what where is it that people want to go from and to and and in some sense why so that we can shape this how and pick the how such that it it delivers what we want to deliver what we are set and want to deliver i think we've i defined that somewhat precisely we want equitable, affordable. And by affordable, the meaning is not the price, the cost of providing that equitable, of providing the how. It's the cost. I mean, depending on how we want to subsidize it, we can set the price at anything. I mean, we can actually, I mean, if we, if we wanted to, we could subsidize it so much that we give you money every time you ride. I mean, you know, why not? We can go beyond free, not that anybody ever suggesting that, but it's not the price that's important, it's the cost. Because, because the amount of subsidy or support that anyone has to be able to somewhat lower the price for somebody is limited. I mean, how, how much alms do, do one, does one need for the, for the poor here? I mean, how often do you have to go on bending knees? Please give me money, okay? But boy, if, the, if, if in fact the cost of the darn thing is really low, then my goodness, you know, even at a very appropriate price, you can allow those that are providing that how at a, at, for, where their cost is low to, to make a ton of money. You know, everybody's happy on that one. You know, so it's, it's interesting, not, Alan, you know, along these lines, and you just made it come to mind with, with what you said about possibly people be, being not having to pay at all for it. We're not saying that's going to be the case, but I saw uh, an email from a local supermarket saying that if I want food delivered, you know, grocery delivered, it will be free providing I order such and such a brand, some like $30 worth of groceries from this brand, this big food manufacturer. So they're getting in the game. Now, looking at this and saying, you know, it's it's worthwhile. If you're going to order, it's going to be free. 
The same is going to be true, I suppose, down the road with this kind of transportation, potentially. Sure. If if I went and into Hamilton Jewelers and bought my wife, you know, all the bling that she wanted, they're going to take my parking ticket and let me park for free. Right. I mean, of course, of course, you know, those things exist. But oh, my goodness, if, you know, for me to park to go to Hamilton Jewelers cost me, you know, gazillion dollars. Then even all the bling that I would buy doesn't give me, it doesn't put up enough money to take the cost down to free or even acceptable to me. So I don't go to Hamilton Jewelers. <laughs> okay, so I mean, so again, I, I, I know everybody understands this, but it's amazing the number of people that don't understand the affordability is on the cost side. Okay. So we want it to be equitable. In other words, the equity is serve the people who really can benefit from this as well as you serve the others. Okay. Not that you would ever think, Fred, of not doing that, but darn it. <laughs> if we look at who's gone where, they have. So I have to put the equitable thing up front because that's really what we want here in Jersey. Okay. And, and for, for the audience, we're talking about Trenton, we're talking about New Jersey, but this will be replicated all over, wherever well, it's. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I, other, I mean, other, other states don't care about equity. Maybe other countries and other folks don't care about equity. I don't want to. I don't want to tell them that equity is important. It's important for us. Okay. So if you want to come to Jersey, you got to be equitable, or at least on this thing, or at least as long as I'm involved with it. Okay. Number one is equitable. Number one's other one's affordable. Number three is high quality. Okay, this business of we're going to have a service that's going to run between these points on a schedule every whatever and only between so and so and so and so on whatever and whatever. No, it's not the way cars, it's not the way the roads we've built and so on. We've allowed folks when we put all those supports and so on to create that mobility system for all those of us that are so fortunate to have our own car. Hey, you know, anytime we need to go, I need to go someplace right now. Boom. I get to go. I Nobody asked me. Yeah, I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to check my ske the schedule. I go. Yet if, you know, the things that we've put out there as mobility for those that don't have a car. When's the school bus come? Oh my goodness, I got to go only when the school bus, I miss the school bus. <clears throat> I'm walking. Unless, of course, I have a parent who can, who, who can schlep me from here to there. I mean, the anyway, so it has to be the high quality. What's high quality mean? It has to be auto-like. It has to be like most of the people around town have. Okay, you can't be relegated to, oh, when does a freebie bus run in Princeton and around what and only at those points? Those are the key pieces. Mobility. What's mobility? Hey, taking me from, you know, about where I am to about where I want to go. Now, of course, you know, 
we're proposing to do this just within Trenton. Why is a start? So if you want to go outside of Trenton, we're sorry. We aren't going to be able to do that in the beginning. Okay. But at least we want to do it within Trenton. And what's that going to take? It's going to take at least, you know, 50 pickup and drop off points. What do, how do we want to make those 50 pickup and drop off points? We want to make them appropriate for the community in which they're, they're located. And therefore, those things, the amenities that are there, the things that are there are, are designed by the community. It shouldn't be by me. What do I know about the community? Hey, if they stick one here on, on Cleveland Lane, I'm going to have a say in what the heck the thing's going to be. My house here happens to be pink. I'll probably want it colored pink. Now, my neighbors, maybe not so much. So we're going to have to compromise, okay? I might have to back off on it being pink. Or as we call meso holes, it's actually holes, okay? <laughs> but, you know, this is, this is one, and of course it should be, because these things, these are, these are, these are neighborhood assets, where you get on and off these things is, is a neighborhood asset. So it should be of the character of the neighborhood and the neighborhood should be, it should be designed by them. You want it well lit? Okay, fine, we'll light it well. You want it dark because you don't want the lights in your bedroom windows? Fine, your call. Neighborhood, it's your, it's also your responsibility, you know? So with, with opportunity comes responsibility. But that's what we want to provide in Trenton. And so basically the, the summit is a discussion between not only the professionals who we think we know what to do, we probably don't, but we think we know what to do for us to have the discussion. But on Saturday, the key part of the Saturday is for us to, to have the residents of Trenton and the residents of Mercer County, because we're hopeful of being successful in Trenton and then expanding in Mercer County. And in fact, anybody from New Jersey can show up because of course, you know, the, the, the reason we're doing this, not just for Trenton, be able to replicate this and do it throughout New Jersey. Now the people come and see what the hows, the people, the people who have the ways to do this, equitable, affordable, high quality mobility. That is of course safe, environmentally responsible and comfortable. Of course, I mean, that's, those things are easy. The equitable, the low, the affordable and the high quality, not so much. So we want to find those that can do that as well as those others. Come here and, and tell the people what you got. Have them pitch it and have the people also tell those that are pitching, hey, this is what I'd like. This is what I need. This is what would be really helpful to me. And have that exchange, have those two groups come together. That's why we're doing it on a Saturday. To try to make it so that people are willing to do that, we're going to make it into a festival. You know, bands playing, you know, very inexpensive food for everybody. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just 
my, all my dealing with students. You want to get, get students to come to something? <laughs> Give them pizza. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, they show up. All right. Now we happen to give it free. Are we going to give it free or not free? You know, there's a problem with free. If you limit it to the right group, free is not bad. We don't want to limit it. So therefore, you know, maybe a very small price. And the thing that that, that I think we're, we're all prepared to do in, in Jersey on this thing with respect to the cost, if to, if to really develop the equity be, equitable piece of it, the public sector has to come in and, and and provide a subsidy to reduce the price such that it is affordable to them. Then there's every intention to, to, to help that. It's not all internal cross subsidization for the rich, you know, subsidizing the poor on this thing. But of course, not limiting it to just the poor, you know, serve the rich too, charge them whatever create enough money there to give them a discount to get their grocery home. I, you know, whatever you want to do in the end, you know, has to come out. So the idea of the whole darn thing is to create a public private partnership that goes forth. The privates go in there, provide the mobility, the equitable, affordable, high quality mobility, do it, price it however you want. Your call. You're the business person. You know how to price it. But if you come in there and you have a price, that, you know, and we kind of know the cost, we can help you out to reduce that price to, to others or provide enough subsidy or enough, put enough chits or money in the in people's pockets so they can afford to pay the price that you're you're putting out there. Happy to do that. And go on. And so the reason for the public end of this thing on with respect to the private is that public end of it, all, all it does is it has to look over what the privates are doing just to make sure that the equity piece is not somehow lost. Not that the private sector would want to lose or somewhat not deliver the equity piece. But our most important thing is equity here. And so there's going to be some public oversight. And if that public oversight to make sure that there's the equity, hopefully that is a good relationship. It's a win-win relationship. The public has to win in this. The private has to win in this. If there are not two winners in here, it's not going to work. Just like with any transaction, you know, the buyer has to be happy and the seller has to be happy. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. And it's, you know, always, you know, somewhat strange, you know, I'm trying to sell you this, Fred, you know, and I price it to you that you say, oh, my goodness, that is so damn cheap. And I'm saying, oh, my goodness, man, I'm ripping this guy off <laughs> at that price. Otherwise, I wouldn't sell it to you. Wouldn't sell it, you know, wouldn't sell, no transaction would go down. You, you said you, you go to the grocery store and buy a, a can of tomatoes. It's only because the producer of the can of tomatoes doesn't want to keep it for him or herself. They're putting it out there where you, oh, can of tomatoes, got to have that. And they say, oh, man, I'm so glad I got rid of that. Look at the cash I'm getting. I mean, otherwise you don't have a transaction. I mean, this is, 
this is basic what happens in a, you know, in a lemonade stand. But maybe that may, maybe I'm not a very good business person. I'm just an academic here, and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but whatever. Well, we've got lots <laughs> more info for people if they go to cartsmobility.com slash summit. C-A-R-T-S mobility.com slash summit. You get all the info. Again, it's going to take place May 5th through 7th, but now's the time to start thinking about it. And if you're with a company that should be involved, get in touch. Should or want to be involved. I, I, you know, I think, look, I'm doing this because I think we're going to do good for society. And uh, that's the real reason. And, and please, anybody who's also interested in doing good for society, come help us. Moving on, Volkswagen this past week gave a preview of its robo-taxi technology developed with Argo AI. It's planning to roll out the ID.Buzz passenger vans in Hamburg in 2025 in what it calls a ride pooling program. Testing is going to begin this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the sense, it's the same, same thing we're trying to do in Trenton. We haven't picked a vehicle. I hope they come to the summit and tell us about the vehicle they're talking about. I hope we do it before 2025. Our timeline is certainly before that. Uh, But, you know, maybe we have to wait, but that's fine. But in the end, what they're what they're looking to do there is the kind of thing. It's a smaller vehicle. It's, you know, because guess what? The demand is such wherever you do this demand much of the time these vehicles just sit around and then somebody shows up wants to go someplace and then you know another person and they're you know one person in the vehicle you're not going to wait around all day for somebody else okay because nobody else is going to show up so you take the person happy to do it that's what all this stuff is for but whenever you know two people show up and want to go to the same place don't make us take two vehicles, okay? Ride together. That's what that's what Volkswagen's talking about. Yeah, this is. A, I think the 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 ID Buzz is a, a van type of vehicle. Is, and is, well, a van, of course, you want to have, you know, uh, passenger cars are not that easy to get in and out of. Okay, and like you know. If I hit my head getting into the passenger seat, you know, I don't know. I'm, I've gotten shorter. I'm, I'm compressing over time. <laughs> but I, so a van. But do you really want a boxy? And I don't know. I think this is the people. Volkswagen is in the how business. Okay. We want to work with Volkswagen or any of those that tell them, you know, the what. And the what and the how have to be brought together, especially in the beginning when, when a lot of this stuff is, is easily transformable. After one has decided on the how and is casted in concrete, figuratively, of course, you know, it's tough to change. A couple of other mentions, Alan, uh, from the New York Times, an opinion piece uh, that was written by, I think, an editorial board member, Greg Bensinger. It's headlined, For Uber and Lyft, the Rideshare Bubble Bursts. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. Look, Lyft, 
and Uber are a great idea. And in fact, if you look at what we're trying to do for Trenton is we're trying to provide Uber and Lyft type mobility. That's high quality mobility. Now, whether or not it has to pick me up at my front door and drop me off at my front door, or it's going to ask me to stop and go to a kiosk and get dropped off at a kiosk. I think for, for most people, it's a, de- it's a small detail. For, for those that are wheelchair bound and, and you know, don't have use of their legs and so on. Yes, of course, you know, you go, you go much closer, you provide a special operation for them. Okay. But for most folks, you don't need to, you don't need, and, the, and, and the, the reason for the kiosk or the, 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 the stops is to ha- allow people to sort of aggregate themselves so that they have the opportunity to then just show up at the same place. Hey, look, we're going to the same place. Let's get in the vehicle together and ride together. If you're if if you not disperse that such that there isn't this aggregation process, self-aggregation process, then you know, out of my front door, the only other people that you know can go with me are my family. Neighbors would have to walk, you know. Not that the lots are all that big here on Cleveland Lane, you know, but whatever. And so, you know, it never happened. So I think I think they ended up by by making this the pickup points anywhere. They've essentially the, the opportunities for ride sharing dissipate. And then, you know, their whole operational practice just doesn't support ride sharing because because you know there's a there's a driver in there and i don't think drivers like having two customers in the back two different customers in the back seat because every who knows how many one out of every 10 one out of every 100 of those might end up in a disagreement that they then have to adjudicate or, you know, why'd you drop her off before you drop me off? Or who knows what? You know, low probability stuff, but, you know, and the driver probably doesn't want to do that or may not want to do that. So they're not out there, hey, let's do it. And I don't think they've compensated the drivers correctly. Yeah, they haven't put it in there. Hey, you'll make twice as much money if you take two people. Now, maybe if you don't discount it because you have ride sharing, you don't get as many. But, you know, in some sense, you know, Uber and Lyft, they haven't done much to try to entice. How do you do enticement of of a driver? You you know, if you want the cash, I guess. Or you certainly do something else. You encourage them. You really make it central to what you're doing. And so, you know, I, I, I again, I, I revert back to the elevator analogies and so on and how people use elevators, you know. There aren't elevators from every doorway to every doorway. If you go in the building, there are a number of places to come in. You all spatially aggregate yourself at the elevator bank. You then get dropped off and you go to your room if it's a hotel. 
And if when you go the other way, you all come from your rooms and you whatever. And guess what? Sometimes somebody's there waiting to take the elevator down and you go down with them. I, I yell and scream and, you know, whatever. But I don't think I've ever said, oh, I'm not sure in an elevator. I'm going to take the steps up to the 14th floor. I mean, you know, cut it out. The, the coughing and wiping your nose routine doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I may, maybe since COVID, I haven't been in an elevator. I'm just trying to think if I've been in an elevator since COVID, maybe not. <laughs> Alan Waymo this week made some news uh, for reports that its autonomous vehicles keep getting stuck in a dead end street in San Francisco. You have an interesting and very different take on this. Well, I guess people are used to my different takes. I mean, uh, I don't know why Waymo would go down a dead end street. Okay. Um, I can see it getting stuck someplace and having to do a K turn and turn around. And, you know, because who knows, there's been a crash ahead roads closed. Policeman is there, you know, stop, you know, this is a rare event for which, yes, you do have some fallback down there in the decision tree way down the bottom under these circumstances you know, you're, you got to do a K turn. And it would seem to me, if you want to train the vehicle on a K turn, you have all this, this testing environment there at the airport that they bought, that they run the closed course, they can get K turns. I mean, got prospect 11 and prospect 12 to make K turns. Okay. It's not that tough. All right. And you can do the K turns and, you know, on your own private area, in your or in simulation and or okay i think and sure you might take a vehicle down to a a dead-end street just to test it out onesie twosies so one i don't know i mean seems to me that this is a made-up story by somebody on the one hand but if it's true that in fact a series of cars have come down there to do this and da, 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 and all the people living there are saying my goodness we're being invaded by by waymo vehicles and of course they're living on a cul-de-sac dead end of which guess how many vehicles per day go down there like two or something like that so if they see you know it's very easy three waymos go down there and they say oh my goodness you know we've been invaded um, I, I lived in one of those streets at one point in my life, you know, so I know that there's no traffic on those streets and you can see, oh, who's coming down my street? But the other reason they may be doing that is they think they, you know, some of their customers live on streets like that in San Francisco. I bet they're probably well-to-do customers. Uh, that's fine. It looks like Waymo's going after well-to-do customers. And they think that they have to take those well-to-do customers to their doorstep or pick them up at their doorstep. So therefore, if in fact they want to serve customers on dead-end streets in San Francisco, and that's one of their objectives, then they've, they've got to go out there and test it and see that it works. 
and do it many times. Okay. I just don't think that's the customer set you should start to serve. Maybe say to them, hey, you know, we're not going to go down those streets and do all this stuff and whatever and you know, test out. We, we've got other things we need to test. We'll pick you up at the corner. But these people might be so, la-di-da. Oh, I can't possibly work. Walk to the corner. Oh, I don't know. But it just, it's, I don't, or it's, I mean, do they have nothing better to write about in San Francisco than this or to talk about in the news? I guess you have to have news 24. I, I, I don't watch the news. Any. I mean, come on, San Francisco. Well, third third I mean, possibility, Alan. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're doing this on purpose to get some free publicity because it is generating that. So, <laughs> is this Elon? Oh, no, no, it's not <laughs> Elon. Uh, who would, I, um, that is possible, although, you know, I, I, I don't think I don't think I have any other data points that's, that's, that suggests that kind of practice by Waymo. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like right. the, the, they've done that in the past. So no, I have to give them a pass on that. I do think I, it, it's great, maybe, if you can pick up and discharge people, pick up people at their doorsteps. You can certainly discharge them. I just don't think that that's where you should pick, pick up people because if you pick up people at their doorsteps, you're going to run into the same Lyft Uber problem with respect to ride sharing. Okay, because, because you can have, I will tell you that I will be ready on my doorstep to, for you to pick me up, Waymo. And, and you can pick me up after you pick up Fred, okay? But I may still be up, you know, in the, men, uh, up in the bathroom up here putting on my lipstick and Waymo comes. Oh, I'll be right down. I'll be right down. And you're sitting in that Waymo and I'm not coming down and it's waiting. You're saying, okay, That just destroys ride sharing. But if we all meet up at a kiosk, if we all meet up at the elevator bank and the door is open and the thing says going up, uh, I'll put up with Fred. I'll go in there with him. I don't know. I, hey, I'm not a sociologist. I know nothing about human behavior. I'm not a, a what do 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 do. But I, I'm just throwing that one out there. Good thinking, Professor. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at times, you know, people must say, I mean, is this guy, I mean, when's he going to give us some good theorems and proofs that we can get sink some meat and sink, sink our teeth into something really solid? Anyway. Finally, Alan, you highlight a video online of Jay Leno taking a ride in the Aptera electric solar hybrid vehicle. It's a three-wheeler that gets a thousand miles on a charge and... Jay Leno taking a ride is a big deal for that company, I suppose. He's well, yeah, and that, yeah, yeah, and then Jay Leno, you know, says in the video that you know he visited with them 13 years ago, and he's glad to see that they're back because they've, you know, they went up to him, and you know, and coming back, and you know, they have some interesting concepts that put out there. I think it's a, something to watch. Is is this one? Is this a potential how in Trenton? Maybe it's as potential as any of them. 
okay uh, but certainly they're not out there they're 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 sort of they're they're pushing the the um, energy economy of this thing they make some very good points out there you know the thing is very very aerodynamic why because you know you want to use energy to get from a to b but uh, and move move as little air around you as possible i mean you just don't want to sit there pushing air and the, I think the drag coefficient is like 0.1 or something. I mean, really, of course, efficient drag coefficient. And and, and you need that. And, and when you re- recognize that drag, you know, the energy required to overcome drag, it goes as velocity cubed. You know, you're you're there. Oh, my goodness. You know, everybody, wants, oh, I want to go fast. But, and it's equipped you know, with solar not, panels on, on the vehicle, too. Though. And and they put solar right. panels on the vehicle. And they do say in there that they don't collect uh, sufficient um, uh, solar power to make it a, a perpetual motion machine. And that, that, you know, while you're driving it, it collects more energy than you're using such that you can go forever. Uh, but it it has good characteristics, you know. Whether or not it's good characteristics in New Jersey or in 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 uh, in California or Arizona or whatever, I mean, you know, those are all details of those things. But it, I just found it interesting to put in there as a as sort of a you know again um, the mobility piece. Um, Giving people vehicles may or may not be a good way to do mobility. I, I kind of, I'm sort of on the end of, and and you want a mix of things anyway. But you know, I think providing the mobility uh, by a by a fleet operator is sort of my tendency of the piece that one. But for others, you know, a lot of other people are still going to buy vehicles, are still going to get vehicles, are still going to whatever. And so therefore, of the, those that people that buy vehicles want to drive them themselves and so on and so forth. Uh, and if you really are interested in, in, in minimum energy type of mobility, if that, is, if that is your high point, then I just thought I'd throw it in there interesting to folks interesting article and worth following the company certainly we want to thank our sponsor the smart etfs smart transportation and technology etf the ticker symbol for the etf is moto you can find more info at motoetf.com you can find us once again at smartdrivingcar.com also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts, really. And you can get your smart speaker to play us, too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. And the website, once again, for info on the upcoming summit in May is cartsmobility.com slash summit. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching, and please continue to stay safe. Thank you, everybody.